hello people and welcome back to the albums youtube channel and um we just have to be back with nba again i mean there's tread deadline day trades are flying everywhere i mean superstars are leaving their teams um just before we get into it i am back with i don't know if to call them guests anymore because it's like you've been here a couple times so you see one of those ones like when you just help yourself to the fridge and stuff like that it's like <laughs> you're regular but um abbas how we doing i'm good man i'm good like you said trade deadline day this is what i was going to say about trade deadline day i know i get on the nba for being boring until all-star but it's super bowl week and all we care about is the nba so they've done something right this time yeah um and sam how you doing as well yeah i'm good man Happy to talk some basketball. It's been a weird season, but you know, oh, it's this a lot of strange things happen, and obviously it's trades, it's trade seasons, trade day, deadline day. So yeah, a lot of madness going on. So it'll be good to just chop it up and yeah, just talk on that, man. I mean, I've always said in terms of like, so obviously because we all live in the UK, in it, so we're football fans, in it. And I always talk about if you just talk about what happens like in terms of the in-game stuff. I've always said I prefer watching football, but if you're just going to talk about everything outside of the game, I think there, there is just nothing like the NBA. Is you just be chilling, and next thing you know, Ward and Shams they're racing to see who's going to tweet first. And um, <laughs> earlier in the week, I think not even earlier in the week, exactly on Thursday last week, carried them on the trade. He said he wanted out of um, Brooklyn, and I've said on my TikTok that I felt like it was a small thing for him to do because now. It's two things. Nets are either going to have to keep him and then you know he's going to be a distraction and you know the whole carry stuff with Brooklyn or they're going to have to trade them to um, Dallas and you won't get as much value as you should get for a superstar back in return. And it was the latter, as you know, Carrie is now in Dallas. How do you guys feel about that? Because if you, if you were to ask me, that trade with Carrie and Luca reminds me a bit of... Um, you see small ball rockets, Russ and Harden, two ball dominant players, ISO, 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 and then it's either Harden a step back three or Russ is slashing to the thing. But how do you guys feel about the Mavs um, booking <clears throat> trade? Abbas will start with you. Um, so, do you know, it's interesting you said about both them two because a lot of people said it, it wasn't going to work or it didn't work. And then for a large percentage of it, I'll say it actually did work because they actually used to get far. The only thing that there used to be that little stumbling block that they just couldn't get past. But for the majority of it, it worked. And I think you can, boy, I think when you've got players who are good enough to work with another star, I think your brain just in, initially gets into that flow like, yes, we're going to make this work. And I think if you look at Luca, he's been screaming for another guy to take the ball off him and be able to see, here's the rock, you go do your thing now. I can just take a little bit of a break, but still get my numbers. And I feel like Kyrie will be recipient of that because he's worked around a lot of teams, Boston, Cleveland, uh, Brooklyn. He's he's done basically the full East and now he's coming. And I think he'll know in his um, mind as well that this is kind of like my final shot to work with an all-star and <laughs> prove I can kind of make it work. And I think it'll work well. Again, like I said, it's going to take a lot of egos for the rest of the team to know that one second, we're going to either take less, not necessarily less minutes, but less touches of the ball. And they've got to understand that they have to make that work between them. I think Luca will be fine. It's just going to be, I guess, like you said, the rest of the team, are they going to be able to fit into it, gel into it? And I think if they know what's best for them, they will go ahead and do this for them. So. 
Um, for me, look, looking at a deal, I look at it as a rental in it because for me, I don't see how Luca and Kyrie gonna mesh. Yes, they're both ball dominant, and they're both alphas, isn't it? Like when Kyrie was at the Nets and he was with KD, he said, "Oh, this is the only guy that he's he could defer to that could hit a shot like him, a big shot." And we've seen with Luca, and I've always said that Luca is basically a James Harden in it. But the narrative is that. Luke is something special, which don't get me wrong, he is, but his game is very similar. Dribble, 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 step back free, or yeah. get to the get to the paint for a layup or free throws. Um, and I yeah, I just don't see it working because Luca, yes, he might be screwing out that he wants another teammate, but maybe not a teammate or a second star on the level of Kyrie, where he might sometimes have to defer. And I don't think Kyrie's in that situation where he wants to start deferring to Luca. If like if it's KD, yes. If it's LeBron, yes. But I don't think he's in that mindset of thinking, yes, I'm gonna defer to Luca and Luca's better than me. Um, for Dallas, I think it's a win-win because you get him on a rental. Um, he might stay. And with Dallas, no one's going to Dallas anyway, in you know, um in the offseason. So with them, they can offer. And Mark Cuban will probably offer Kyrie the max, which he might not go elsewhere and trying to make Kyrie stay at, at Dallas. But if he doesn't go, then Kyrie Kyrie has his wish where he can find his own team that he wants to go to. So it's a win-win for both parties. You you offer him the big max and Kyrie might take it because no one is actually playing Dallas with Luka currently yeah. as a free agent. Yeah. So I look at it like that, but I just don't see it working, to be honest. I could be wrong, but I just don't see it in terms of how both of them play stylistically. You know, I get it from your point with when it comes to styles and stuff, but when it comes, when I look at it from a business standpoint and where Kyrie might have to back the bullet a bit is, you've worked your way around. You've tried to be the A guy or the AB guy, um, but it's not worked anywhere. And if anything, like, like you said, Richard, like there's a bit of a reputation now with Kyrie that he's a bit of a problem and as much as he's a problem how much is that problem worth to your team and there might actually be because again like you said there's only a certain handful of teams that are championship called teams and i don't think Kyrie's the a guy on a championship team so then that a guy that he would have to go to do they want that type of problem to um to basically stop the harmony in the team and stuff so i think they kind of have to make it work to a point and I think playing under Mark Cuban he seems like that type of owner that is friendly and you want to be with him like I, I don't think anybody really says bad things about Mark Cuban um, so I think they've got that in there it. but I think also it, it depends like you said how does Luca feel because he's still the main guy like don't get it wrong Kyrie's yeah. there and his statement about Kevin Durant's not wrong I think Kevin Durant's the only guy he can defer to as the shot but I think once he gets there, he'll realise how much Luca's A1 and he still has to be the second guy to him. Then that doesn't that kind of play in Kyrie's mind and that, you know, I've come here and I still think I'm that big shot playmaker, but then I have to defer. And Kyrie and Luca are very similar. All dominant, dribble, 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 and people are waiting around. going to come to as well is because... How do you think um, it's going to be a thing where Kyrie will be happy to play? Because to a lesser degree, and I know different positions and stuff, you look at the whole Christopher Porzingis um, situation. Now, he's not what he was at the Knicks or whatever, and he did have his own thoughts and underperforming as well. But I do think a lot of the issues that Christopher Porzingis had with the Mavs 
was with what Luca was doing because Luca would dribble out of the clock and then Pozingas would have to settle for like 50 feet jumpers from the and you would be thinking why don't you just get in the post because you're like 72 but it's like when Luca's out dribbling out of the clock it's hard for another player to get involved so if you now have a centre that isn't board dominant because centres are never board dominant anyways if you now have a centre that can't coexist oh and Pazingas, although he's not an all-star caliber center anymore, or you can argue he's not anymore, he's not a scrub, you get what I mean. Like he can still play. So if a player like that can't coexist with Luca, what are the chances of another board dominant player then trying to coexist with Luca? Exactly. Someone that doesn't need the ball, I said get me out of here. But then a yeah. person that needs the ball a lot is gonna be like, Yeah, I'm alright, comfortable not having the ball in my hand for twenty seconds of the every time. Like, yeah, I hear that. And also, just another situation, if you look at the, can remember I said it reminds me a bit of the whole Russ and Harden situation. I do think at the same time, Harden can be a very good spot-up shooter at times. So when Russ had the ball, if you swing it to Harden, he can pull up. Luca doesn't strike me as it. He seems like, you know, rhythm shooters, the ones that need to fill the ball a bit, then they step back and they throw up. And also, when you do pass to carry and he's doing all these dribbles, what is Luca going to be doing? Is he going to stand around? Is he going to start doing backdoor cuts, the same screens? I don't know. There's he, a lot. He's not of... Steph. You know what I mean? He's not Steph yeah. running around, tying people out. Yeah. <laughs> I need the ball back now. And then, are we going to yeah. get another Draymond and KD situation here? Like, like yo, so... I, I need the ball. Like, so I do think Mavs will win a bunch of games and they can go far in the playoffs, but it's just about when it comes to crunch time, what would the movement be like? And Abbas, as you believe in this, though, you can answer that. So this is the way I look at it. You, the way you said, I, I'm going to lean more on Luca. I think Luca will be the guy that will have the majority of the shots. I think Kyrie will have majority of the ball, but when it does come to that final shot, it's going to be Kyrie. I do like I. I what you said. Your your opening statement was about the fact that he can defer to somebody to have that final shot. And I still think Kyrie believes that. I think Kyrie believes Kevin Durant will only be that guy, no matter who else he's got in his team. It's always going to be Kevin Durant, which I understand because I think he's the best shooter in the game. But where this will defer, will I think Kyrie's more clutch than Luca to an extent, even though Luca's hit some big shots. But I think Luca has the ability to be a bit more efficient when it needs to be in my eyes like i know that sounds a bit mad but yeah, I was about uh, to say. <laughs> but i think i think luca can luca has a bit more to him where he can score in different areas where i can trust kyrie to hit that final shot if i need a step back three or anything like that, or if i need someone to hand the ball in the final 15 seconds that final play out of time i, I would run it through kyrie more than i would do with luca but again, it's going to be one of them things where you have to make this transition really quickly because the clock will be taking post um, um, what we got all star break to be able to make it an impact. And again, I know what you said about a rental, but this is why I think this rental could go on a bit longer because they're going to see if they can actually make this work. And if they can't, well, again, it'll go to that point that it happens for me LeBron's greatness that he was able to make this work with Kyrie because of the fact that he's been able to move around so many teams and you've not had that success and, and that's why I think Dallas are going to dangle that carrot that we're going to offer you a max because everyone else won't do it but it's just that Kyrie is going to be a free agent and I know he wanted the money from the Nets but 
at this period of time, is he going to say, do you know what? Maybe trying to win another chip elsewhere where I take less money, but I've got a freedom to go where I want to go. And yeah, if I got a defer with LeBron or whoever that may be, or or even going back to, I don't know, he could go to, just for example, go to Milwaukee or wh whatever he decides to do. But I'm just saying there's going to be options out there where I might take less money for a year and then re-up next year because Luca's got what, three, his face contract runs out in 2027. And a lot of people think that he might end up moving on from Dallas at some point because no stars want to go to Dallas regardless anyway um, as a free agent. So that's where there's going to be a lot of kind of persuading Kyrie. We're going to try to, to me, Lucas seems to be not, not one man team, but as much as he can maximize the contracts the way the NBA situation is with super max deals and yeah. etc. I feel like Lucas is the type of guy to take as much money as he can do oh, in yeah. Dallas. Similar, a bit, not necessarily in terms of what Dirk did, but mm -hmm. have that Dirk-ish feel where he's there in Dallas. And when you associate Dallas, we look at Dirk and then it's Luca type of thing, like, bang, we've got you there. And I feel like Luca wouldn't move on from Dallas personally. I, I, I agree. I hear that. But then also, I'll let you go, Rich, in a minute. But then also you feel, look, he's a Jordan athlete. Sooner or later... You need to start winning chips and being those big markets and justifying that price tag of being a Jordan, Jordan athlete and getting those endorsements. So, yeah, I do hear that in terms of you can do the um, Supermax and so forth, but you've got to remember the NBA is a player league, isn't it? So you can sign that Supermax. Two years into that, I want to get traded now. Trade me or I'm not playing or whatever that may be. So um, I hear where you're coming from, but then I also look at the other aspects anyway. But no, for sure. No, I mean, I get where you guys are coming from. Um... Just switching over to another big trade that we did have in the West, um, the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, <laughs> they have made a couple. <laughs> they have made a couple of trades now. Um, so first of all, they, so they've traded Russ. Um, they've sent him to Utah. I mean, I don't think he's gonna put on a Utah jersey to begin with. But yeah, they've traded him, and it just remember like pre-season or beginning of the season, he was like, "You won't break my soul." And like he seemed like the, the Lakers have broken his soul in so many ways that like the franchise, the coaches, the players, the fans, like it's been it's been tough. Even though I do think he's played more times than not, he's played well this season. I think it was just one of those things, trade deadline is coming up. Um you missed out on Kyrie, you're thinking like that we need to make a move. And they've gotten D Lo back, they got um what's his name? Beasley as well, and then I can't yeah. remember who the other guy, Van Du, is that his name? Or that his short name? Um, Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt, yeah, they've got him as well. And then um, when D'Lo came, Patrick Beverly was talking about reunion, but they've sent him to Orlando as well. <laughs> and uh, actually, let me just see who they got back for Pat Bev, because when he was celebrating, I even tweeted out, do not get too comfortable because he's next. <laughs> and I feel like some, some part of this was a... So, more Bamba is coming to the Lakers, which okay. We know for West, but it's all right. Apparently, he shoots 50% from the field and 40% from free. So, I mean, you've got more space in there because they got rid of Thomas Bryan and he's a decent rim protector as well. So, just in terms of two parts, one is that with the Lakers making this move, how much better do you think they've gotten and how <coughs> do you think they can go now? Who's that? Um, I think offensively, right about now, you would probably take D'Lo because he's a threat from the perimeter. 
you know, he's a lefty and he can slash. But you, again, it's not nothing. It's not a needle mover that you're looking at Lakers and thinking, oh, you got LeBron, you got AD, and you got um, D. Um, Jandler Russell. So for me, it's just it's just Rob Pelinka being Rob Pelinka. You know what I mean? Moving too slow, taking his time, and just trying to figure a way to do something. But it's not something that's eye catching. Where I'm like, okay, cool. The Lakers are gonna do this now. So yes, I would say they're better off now, but. It's not much of an upgrade. Can I just say one thing quickly in regards to that? Because what confused me a bit was two things. One is, because remember, they had the opportunity to give two first-round picks and Russ to the Pacers for both Hilda and um, Turner. And then obviously, later on in the season, Turner signs the contract and the Lakers have made this dirt training deadline or whatever. Um, the question I had is, why didn't Rob Palinka make this move earlier? When Because I do like this. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's something that just recently came available. But if... You know, Ross doesn't want to be there and the team doesn't want Ross to be there. Is this really something that you should wait to the trade deadline where you only got like 30 odd games to try and mesh it together? But this is what I was just saying. Mm. Sorry, this is what I was just saying where it's Rob Palinka being Rob Palinka. He's taking his time and dillying and dallying, and then you just do a last minute trade just to say you've done something. But really, how's that impacting the team? Because you're not going to give them enough time to mesh. And like I said, if this was the case from the beginning of the year, why didn't you do it then? But go ahead, Abbas. Um, I was going to say, to piggyback off that, um, remember, it's the Lakers. So if you're not talking, if nothing's happening of relevancy in terms of on the court, you want to talk about them. And if you make that particular trade at the start of the season, whilst it might work out, you everyone wants a spotlight on the Lakers in some way. So if you say, we're trading Russ, the eyes go on the Lakers, even if it's only for 12 hours, 24 hours, like, okay, let's see what we can, and all of a sudden, you have a team that's not living up to expectation, but again, the eyes are going to be on them, we want to see what these guys, everyone wants to see what Russell's going to come back and do, well, not everyone, but there's a little bit of, okay, this guy's got unfinished business here, Magic did him dirty by trading them, let's see what happens now type of thing. Uh, can it be a bit of a reunion where he can do something and to piggyback of it what's funny is D'Angelo Russell played with some elite players he played with Kobe <laughs> he's now played with LeBron played with AD so this guy's had a nice little set of Laker players and it'll be interesting to see what happens because I think he comes back as a more mature player because of all the Nick Young stuff that happened before so now and he played with Steph yeah, and, uh, and Steph. Oh, yeah, so, I remember. Yeah, I said just a couple of years ago as well. You know what? He's got like Hall of Fame teammate background. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know it? But so, like, it'll be interesting to see. And then what we get, again, to piggyback off some is you get a bit more spacing. I think he shoots about 40% from three. So yeah, that'll be put into the starting lineup to start off with. So already, all of a sudden, you've got better shooting from there as for the defenses i know we've got rid of thomas bryant but again we've got what was the brother's name I thomas bryant was a crap defender anyways that's what i mean so basically <laughs> we add depth defensively there as well off the bench when ad's flat we can substitute in so it's not a blockbuster trade i don't think the lakers were ever in a position to do anything like that like i said they could have been if they got Kyrie. that was that was <clears> the <throat> thing they could have done but what they've done is kind of said, you know what? We can give it a go. We can see what can happen. Because again, like I said, with what happened that we're going to talk about, the Lakers aren't in a position to basically be t- 
title contenders this season. Again, if they get to the playoffs, maybe the second round, depending on the seeding, but that's really it. That was even going to be my next question. What is their ceiling? Is it championship, conference finals, semi, um, conference semis, or first round exit? Or Who's at the Lakers right now? Yeah. With the way the league Probably is. Playing play, play team right about now. I don't... There's, there's nothing... Nah. 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 I mean, I'm with Sam. Like, I think... The West, the West is stacked now. Now, we're going to go on to it, but now the Suns have got, you know, um, KD. The Mavs have got Kyrie and Doncic. Who who are the Lakers going to be? Like, who, who are they really going to be? And I think this is where we have to start looking at Rob Palinka. Obviously, there's been rumours about Bob Myers. We don't know if he's going to stay at Golden State. And now there's rumours that Obviously, they've traded Wiseman, but they're also going to go after OG and Iobi. And you have him to add to the defense. They've got Kevin Knox, apparently. Yeah, he's going there as yeah. well. But if they can get OG to add to that team, that's actually good because now you're going to have Kaminga that can defend for Golden State, Draymond and OG. And then you've got Steph and Clay and Paul. Yeah, Golden State are what Golden State are. But I just don't... You've got the Kings that are good this season. Golden State are hovering. You've got the, you got the Jazz. You've got Memphis. As right about now, I just don't see Lakers in a in a Do good spot. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at them right now. Really, the only team they can take out is Portland, because above them is Golden State, Minnesota, New Orleans has is positive by two games, so potentially they could lose a few. Then afterwards, it's the Clippers, Mavs, Suns, Kings, Grizzlies, and Nuggets. So they're not gonna break into that if they're going to get into the play-in really it's potentially the pelicans falling out because i think i think minnesota are strong enough to hang fire and probably portland and even then they're still 13 right now and they're going to lose against the Bucks, so they're going to lose that particular game and then they play the warriors next um and that's when like all the new guys will be able to play so again you're going to drop another game when you play the books as well. So unless miracle <coughs> happens, but I'm expecting the books to be the Lakers. So mm. it is one of them, I think. I know I said that the ceiling's max second round, but I think even just making the playoffs and getting into the first round for this season will probably be a success for them. Okay, and um just quickly before we move on to the Suns, um, because it looks like the Clippers are trading away all their um guards. It's like so they've gotten rid of Reggie um Jackson, they've sent Jackson. him to Charlotte. They've gotten rid of Chris Paul. I said Chris Paul. Um, John Wall, and they sent him to Houston. Even looking mm-hmm. out as well, they've gotten rid of him as well. And there's post- and there's been rumors that um, Clippers do want Westbrook. But in terms of like Westbrook, where do you think he goes from here in terms of his like career and how he's seen in the NBA? Do you know what? So basically, the way I look at Westbrook is look. This man was an amazing teammate, multiple time MVP. But no, wait, was he two? I know he's only won it once. He was, but, yeah, he's won it once. It's a great season, though. Yeah. Um, I think I think for him, I think his um, like career was solidified when he took OKC to where they did without Kevin Durant. I think after that season, in the back to back triple doubles, I think it was a case of you couldn't really achieve much more than that. I think. Definitely. For everyone, they really should just remember as a 1A solid teammate, like an elite 1A <clears throat> teammate. And that was his ceiling. He's already gone past the ceiling and it's that cliff that, shout out Max Kellerman, that we were talking about <laughs> where you fall down. Like, Russ is on that cliff where he, he's yeah, just falling down right now. So there's not much 
much that can happen with Russell and a similar like with John Wall. John Wall's on has been on well, that way So Russ is kinda on it. So well, Westbrook not, is still a good player. He's just not all-star caliber player no more. Yeah, hey, that's but what I mean. So his cliff, like he's yeah, down. Saying, but his cliff is there. But mm-hmm. let's John Wall. John Wall's been dusted for some time now. Well, but with with um Russia, even though yeah, we laugh at him, we call him um, Westbrook and whatnot. Um, yes, he's not the same player that he was a couple of years ago, a few years ago. But the NBA is very star driven. So mm. I would say there's probably ten to twelve teams will still take him and he he might start for them just in regards to being box office do you know what i mean yeah charlotte mj loves him. charlotte will put him on his team you got you got <laughs> the pistons he'll go there and the thing with russia russell the, the trades void the trades you don't want that put these crazy numbers that like, russ russ will be happy going to a dead team putting up nice numbers stat padding and yeah they're lottery teams but for him he's still got a career and you can kind of ease out gracefully on the terms he wants. Like, obviously, he's not going to play for the Jazz, but there's other teams that he might go, he could go to. Clippers obviously, not Orlando. Nothing. Is he with Clippers Look, Heat or I want him to retire? You know what? I was just going to say, what, what this season has shown, though, is remember when Melo was told to go on the bench and he mm. was very annoyed about this and he was like, no, this isn't a happening type thing. Russ took that role and made it his became that six man like i think he was a favorite for the six man so i think if anything it shows that regardless there's production there maybe not as a starter but if you put him as the guy to lead lead the bench it's there and there's a versatility in the player that a lot of people might not have seen before that it's possible so there's still a bit to go with Russ, but like I said, it's 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 a cliff. Like he's just he's falling down it, but not in a disrespectful type of way. No, hundred percent. And just switching over, um, and we're still in the West because the East are sleeping right now. The, nobody in the East is sleeping <laughs> on Trey, so it's just everything in the West. Um, I went to bed and I woke up with KD has been traded to um the Suns, which is funny because he didn't even have to put in another trade. It's like Brooklyn knew that. We did that in a group time. chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. It's like you knew that once Kyrie was yeah. gone, you knew it was happening. Like, let's rebuild. We have to start again. We'll do each other solid. We don't need like we don't need you right now because you're that's not going to You know um, what I mean? So it was one of those. Yeah. I was surprised when I woke up and I saw it. Yeah, to so be honest. I think they've sent um Michael Bridges and um Jay Crowder. Which, even though Jay Crowder it doesn't really count because he never wanted to be in the sun since the start of yeah. the season. So he's just been chilling at home, but. They have lost another wing defender in Mikhail Bridges. He was second defensive player of the year. What does this do for the Suns? Because they've had, had they've had a horrible season after they had two good seasons, and then Luca ended them. So, but now they've gotten KD, which I still believe is a top five player in the league. Can the Suns team go all the way? Do you know yes. what? I'm going to go once. Uh, no, you go Sam first. Uh, you go you go first, and I'll go after. I would say yes because. It was so crazy that you look at the trade they did, yeah, and obviously they knew, maybe they had an inkling that Katie would come out at some point or he wouldn't play. And you see what they trade him for. It's like, again, we'll, we'll go to um, Max Abash, yeah. It's like, you've got a like a $1 and you trade it for like 5 20, 25 cents because you gave KD, yeah, and the Nets didn't even get DeAndre Ayton or CP3. And now they've got a big four. Slowly washed, but yeah. 
Yeah, but in if you look at it now, KD's in a situation where he can be KD. And Stephen A said this, and I was like, this is actually true. Because he goes there, and all he has to focus on is scoring. He doesn't have to be a leader, because CP3 is going to be a leader. He's got his wingman, Booker. He's got another big man. Then he's got a big man in Aiton. And all he has to do is be KD and put up between 30 and 35. It's basically another golden state. And you just plug and play one or two de defenders, and you see this trade... This makes them, this makes them the favourite because this is a situation that KD thrives on. Like you, when you look at KD's apex, you look at the Golden State years, and this could bring it back because he don't have to dribble, he don't have to bring up the ball. What he was doing in, um, what's it called in New York in Brooklyn? Um, he's got a proper second wingman that's not going to be flaky, even though Kyrie does his thing. But you got Booker that's going to be there that can drop seventy. Imagine, and then you got a big man that can you know take he's pressure off you. He's very hit or miss, Aiton. Exactly. Aiton, very hit or miss. But I think, but I yeah. think really, he's hit or miss here, but I think having KD and CP3 now is going to help him in terms of they're going to toughen him up a little bit because it's championship bust really oh, right about now for KD. It's championship bust. They've got a two-year window because CP3 is not getting any younger, in it? But I think this makes them the favourites and contenders. Um, I'd probably put them up, say, the Suns, Boston, and then the Bucks. And then, I'm, I, I love the Golden State. So if if Golden State Warriors can sort you know, out their um, team, Gary um, Payton is back. Well, Golden State. Yeah, they just got him back um, after he lost. After they lost them Portland yesterday, <laughs> Jokers. Yeah, um, on five that, second round picks. Wait, talking about Portland, wasn't it Josh Hart that got traded? Yeah, right? yeah, Portland. Yeah. He got traded while he was warming I see, up. You see, little face. He's like, sorry, man, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. Heartless. Crazy. Oh, it actually is the worst. Like, how can you get traded pre-game and not be told about it? Like, give me some notice. I don't even have to suit up or something. Yeah, so but... said, someone said, if this was happening in football, Mourinho would abuse this. Um, oh, what is it? It would be like, 45 minutes and you've not done well. Yeah, get out. Of here, you. will be tweeting at halftime um, <laughs> that Martial has been sold to Juventus or some crap like that. Um, <laughs> wait, so just also staying in the West. So, would this be one of the most competitive Western Conference we've seen in a long time? Um, because there just seems to be too many great teams there. Because I'm not sure you want to say the Suns are clear favorites as well. Is I mean, we can't sleep on Denver because what Denver have been doing can be chemistry is a big thing in the NBA, and that just doesn't go away. I mean, as you said, the Lakers got spacing, and Le so that means LeBron can do what he needs to do. Golden State might be back. I mean, Memphis was... I said, John Morant was saying we're fine in the West. He doesn't look like he's fine in the West no more. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's tough, but like... What's it called? The, the East is back to being the minor league again. So it's this, this is here, the thing. Um, I was going to say, on. I'm glad the All-Star game has changed its format because we were going to get back to them games where the West was dominating and the East had literally nothing. No one. But... I think it probably is, but to piggyback off Sam's point, um, so I like to look at betting lines just as an indicator of where <laughs> where things are and stuff and where Vegas is feeling. And Phoenix are the second favourites, uh, only to the Boston Celtics because Boston have a better record overall, so they would have home court. Phoenix yeah. currently are the outright big favourites to win the East and Western Conference just by that trade. And I'll take it one step further. You said about him being a top five, say Kevin Durant's a top three player. He's 
the him, LeBron, and Giannis are the only needle movers in the en- entire NBA. You put them on alongside another um, all-star caliber player or a one B teammate, that team becomes the favorite at least for that immediate future because the hype is there. So mm. them three are like needle movers. So. Right now, you have to say Phoenix are the favourites, but I'm going to go back to that thing about chemistry and and in this particular team, and all injuries, this team's really cool with injuries. They're like as frail as it gets. They're like an 85-year-old grandma. One little tap and they're breaking. So there's another <laughs> thing. There's only so much. Kevin Durant's again in that little boat as well because he gets injured a lot. Um, so it's like, again, how healthy can they be? We've seen it with the Clippers. Um, that's another team that they'll rest their players. They do not care about the uh, the regular season as much as a lot of other teams do because they believe, regardless of their seedings, as long <coughs> as they one home round game, they're going to be yeah. good. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm interested to see what the Suns can do. They will be the favourites. The hype will be around them. Like TNT, ESPN, they are going to want to show more of their games. Um, but yeah, for me right now, because of the trade, they'll be the favourites because they have like a two and a half star super team. Because I ain't putting Chris Paul as a three star super team. I'm sorry, I just don't know. And I was, I said this in the group and I was like, if if KD was to bring a championship to Phoenix, what does that mean? Like, what, what do you guys think that means? Because it's, I'm not saying it's on the Cleveland level, but it's, he's brought a championship to a, a city that's never had an NBA championship. If, yeah, he, I mean, if he does deliver and he's an well, MVP in the finals it would, it would definitely be worth more than the Golden State rings but I still don't think it would be the um, like a Bucks kind of like you see what it is for LeBron to Cleveland or Yarn, like because at the end of the day I mean this is as close to a super team as you're gonna get in today's NBA with Chris Paul KD Booker Aiton like <laughs> well this is the thing that we I, no, I hear it be, but we change the narrative because we just saw Abbas just said CP3 is not the guy's washed. No, just gonna face don't get me wrong. I said it would be and a very, very respectable ring. You got eight and that got bullied by Giannis and went to check out the game. No, it would be a very respectable ring. I'm just saying it's not. It won't be on the level as the ones with mm. the Cleveland and the Bucks. And even what's it called? Like Steph's ring last year, to me personally, would even hold a bit yeah. more value than the if KD was to win a ring with the Suns this year. But... A ring is a ring at the end of the day when you start looking back at history. Like, nobody, everyone says KD's a two time. It's when you start deepening inside, you start talking about fraudulent rings and all that kind of stuff. But I said it would be really interesting to see um, what is happening. I'm going to just quickly say, though, uh, before we wrap up, um, this is why the rings that KD won in Golden State have to be respected more because we had this super team in Brooklyn. It failed. It flat out failed as bad as it's ever done in its entire life. We're looking at the Clippers right now. We're looking at them on the clock type of thing. We pulled George Kowal and it. They've done nothing. That's why, like, we have to respect these super team rings that LeBron did with Miami and also Kevin Durant and Steph did in Golden State. And just to piggyback off Abbas quickly, and we got to realise that what Abbas just said there, and if it wasn't for an injury, they would have free-peered. Like, yeah. people don't comprehend that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A little, because we saw that game where KD played for 10 minutes. The, the 10 points that he got, that's how they were able to win that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Against Toronto. So, again, if he wasn't injured, they would have they swept it. So, yeah, man. I mean, that would be a conversation for a different day because I would like to dissect their rings a bit deeper, but we don't have time. But as I said, 
it would be fun to see. I can't wait for the playoffs to start because I feel like there won't be any boring uh, matchups. Like we're not gonna have to see no um, Bucks versus Orlando like in the West, like we're about to see in the East or whatever crap is happening. Over. Like it's, it's the minor league again. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys jumping on. Um, anything you wanna promote? Shout out at the end of this. Um, I'm good. You know, follow us on the socials, and that's really it. Like I'm just having a vibe. Super Bowls on Sunday. But right now we're talking NBA. The Super Bowls on Sunday. The Super Bowls on Sunday. I gotta keep pushing my NFL. I keep pushing the NFL. I'm gonna try and tune in. I'm gonna try and tune in to see what's going on. Rihanna's performing. Um, I've got got PM15 winning um, with Kansas. Um, I do like the Eagles, but I'm just disappointed they they beat the 49ers. Um, And on my end, just yeah, follow the socials. Undiluted Media underscore Insta. Undiluted Media 1 on Twitter and Undiluted Media on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, just follow up, man. Yeah, follow me as well. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Same thing everywhere. Out of Bounds underscore UK. And um, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your mum, your dad, sister, uncle, whoever likes sports to watch out. And thanks for joining again.